Sky Carumba. The most famous meteor shower peaks in November. The Leonids shower is famous because of a few times when it has produced meteors at a rate of thousands per hour, sometimes tens of thousands per hour, and some reports claim more than 100,000 per hour. That's mind-boggling. 1,000 per hour is about one meteor every three or four seconds. 10,000 per hour? Almost three per second. And 100,000 per hour is almost 28 meteors per second. Something like that is what people saw on a November morning in 1833. Some people thought the world was coming to an end. They panicked and prayed, alerting their pastors and preparing for whatever their faiths taught them to expect in the end. Among all the panicked people, though, were a few careful observers. A scientist named Dennison Olmsted collected their observations, studied some history, and figured something out. The meteors came from the same point in the sky in the constellation Leo. That's how it came to be called the Leonid meteor shower. The 1833 shower was seen in the United States. Olmsted learned that people in Europe didn't see the big burst. He also learned of a 1799 shower at the same time of year visible in Venezuela, and there was one visible in Europe in 1630. The same kind of event at the same time of year suggests there's something in space that the Earth interacts with or is oriented with somehow whenever it passes through a particular stretch of its orbit. Olmsted's idea was that our planet is going through a dust cloud positioned in the part of its orbit that corresponds to about November 16th. Go forward to 1866. Two astronomers, Ernest Temple and Horace Tuttle, working separately, discovered a comet that's now called Comet Temple-Tuttle. There was another spectacular meteor shower in mid-November that year. People in Europe saw it. And astronomers had calculated that the last time Comet Temple-Tuttle was in Earth's neighborhood was in... 1833. A good case was coming together that the comet had something to do with the meteor shower. They had high hopes for 1899. Unfortunately, 33 years later, the comet wasn't seen again, and no one saw a big meteor shower either. The 1899 non-event became known as the Disappointment. Nevertheless, an understanding was coming together that comets leave behind dust, and that sometimes Earth passes through those dust trails. Those dust particles light up in our upper atmosphere. Usually we don't see more than a few dozen per hour when a meteor shower peaks. There are some minor meteor showers that are almost not detectable because they produce so few meteors. And as the Leonid meteor shower's history shows, even the best showers aren't great every year. Some meteor showers, like the Leonids, have narrow peaks. The dust trail we go through isn't very thick. There's lots of dust there to make up for it, though, and that's why the Europeans watching the sky in 1833 didn't see many, if any, meteors before the sun rose. But American observers thought the stars were falling out of the heavens. There are other meteor showers that have broad peaks. Their dust trails aren't dense, but you can see a few meteors an hour for several nights in a row because it takes our planet longer to pass all the way through.
Comet Temple Tuttle didn't just vanish. It kept orbiting the sun every 33 years. Astronomers rediscovered or recovered it in 1965, and there was a good Leonid meteor shower peak in 1966. As for the 1899 Leonid shower that never was, Earth eventually did pass through the trail the comet left that year. A century later, the 1999 meteor shower didn't rival the one in 1833, but if you were up early that morning to see it, you got a hint of what a glorious sight the Leonids can be. This year's Leonid meteor shower isn't expected to put on a great show, but you might see up to about 15 meteors per hour on the morning of November 17th. Sky Caramba.